0: You are listening to the Movie Cheer podcast. The best place for movie topics and blockbuster discussions. Welcome to Movie Cheer Town. Now everyone, it's time to spread a bit of movie cheer. Welcome to the Movie Cheer Podcast, the show for movie fans. I am your host, AP, aka Mr. Movie Cheer, and on today's episode of the Movie Cheer Pod, I will be discussing the 90s movie Tremors, the monster horror comedy movie, and discussing whether this movie is a good 90s monster movie. So, that is today's headline topic, ladies and gents. It's going to be a good one, as always. But before we get to today's headline topic, as always, i like to start the show off with a segment called Not-So-Worthy Blockbuster Housekeeping. This is the part of the show where we kind of just have a, a general chit-chat and just ease in to the rest of the show and discuss what's going on with the Movie Cheer Town community. So, first of all, uh, Not-So-Worthy Blockbuster Housekeeping uh, for this week. What's been going well? I've had a little break as as always throughout the year now. I do these these pre-planned breaks and uh, I had another one this this month. I, I suppose like a summer break this time. And it was like I had a three-week break and I gotta be honest, I really enjoyed it. I recharged and uh, I feel more energized to do the podcast and to do the YouTube channel, and it's always good. I always think it is good as well. It just kind of just like builds up that like um I think of like a create, like a creative meter where you're like, you know, for creating YouTube videos and stuff like that. And you can the creative meter just goes up a bit more when you're taking little breaks throughout the year. So um yeah, it was a nice break. Watched a few movies, had a chill, enjoyed it. I didn't go on holiday or anything like that. I, I stayed in movie chair town, but I enjoyed having a watching a few movies. It was pretty good. Uh, what else happened? Well, before the break, we had Movie Chair Fest. And it was the the pay-per-view, the I, I call it the, it's like the Super Bowl, the WrestleMania of the movie chair calendar. And yeah, I, I, I've i done a video on Patreon about this uh, basically straight after that that event. But we had a, a few special guest co-hosts. It was a two-night um, event and Move Cheer Fest will be coming again next year for sure. I, I I had an absolute blast. I really enjoyed it. All of the people involved in both of them shows were absolutely awesome. Everyone who got involved in the chat uh, in the Movie Cheer Town community were great. And it was just a... Uh, Overall, just a really fun weekend uh, on 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 YouTube and doing the pod. So I really enjoyed it, and again, big thank you to everyone involved who got involved in them two shows. It was fantastic. And um, so regular back now. Regular content will be um, assuming you know the the regular content will keep on going now. Monday, uh, sorry, what was it, <laughs> Monday Patreon content, if you're on Patreon, uh, it's $1 to join Patreon, but the usual YouTube content and podcast content will uh, be starting up again now, and uh, look, we're getting into, we're in October now, this is crazy, this year's flying again, um, but yeah, up until like Christmas time now, and I'll take another break around then, more than likely, but yeah, Thursday videos starting again this coming week, and the podcast every Saturday in general. That's the usual day for all the pod uh, coming up. So back to usual content. What has been changing with the channel anyway? Let's talk about some changes. Well, hopefully all being well, and if the edit went okay, you will have noticed a new uh, theme, opening theme for the uh, for the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's something. It's look, it's nothing amazing. It's not like a big song or anything, but. I thought let's do an, uh, an original theme like for for the show and it's something where I'm going to do like different um sort of variations of it maybe like a a rock version of it later down the line like a like a I don't know like an R&B version a soul version something like that a bluesy version uh, heavy metal something like that I'm just going to keep on doing variations of it and just put different variations throughout the YouTube channel and the the podcast but I thought yeah, let's let's just try and do something a bit different I like to freshen it up every, every time I do these breaks as well and kind of bring something new to the table with the podcast, uh, which is always fun as as well to do. Uh, but, yeah, what else has been going on as well? A uh, few more changes to the channel. So here we go. Movie Variant Showdown will be retired from the podcast. Rest in peace. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so the segment, if you don't know, very Movie Variant Showdown is a segment on the show every, every week uh, where I discuss like um, different variations of movie properties, where it'd be like a, uh, a movie poster, uh, a movie character, a case cover. And I, I'd be honest, I've been doing this segment now for a couple of months and I've really enjoyed it, but it kind of felt like it wasn't fitting the title to what it was. And I was just doing case covers every single week. So I thought let's rebrand it. So today, Starting today, instead of Movie Variant Showdown, it's going to be a very similar segment, basically. It's going to be called Case Cover Collision. That's right, Case Cover Collision. Uh, Case Cover Collision, basically, each and every week now I'm just going to look at case covers, because I was doing that anyway. So it's really no change apart from the title and maybe a slightly different theme song for that segment of the show. Be sure to check it out. Again, all being well, if the edit goes well. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's the, none of the none of this new stuff will be going in. It'll just be back to the old stuff. Uh, but movie variant showdown. What I've decided with that, it is not going to be permanently retired. I think you know, occasionally I'll bring it back to the podcast occasionally if we, i if we want to do something on the show uh but I'm, i've decided that i'm gonna uh i thought let, let's bring it to like say some of the usual videos on thursday maybe take it to patreon for a bit and, and do a few different things with it there so movie variant showdown is not uh, it's not like gone forever it's definitely going to be um used in some format some some shape or form um in the future definitely with the channel uh latest bit of uh, not so worthy blockbuster lot was housekeeping. Last final bit of today uh, is Patreon, the latest Patreon video, well not Patreon video, it was an audio commentary and it was the TV commentary tapes of the very first episode of Futurama. That came this Monday and yeah, I enjoyed it. That was a really good show to re-watch that first episode again. I I really do think that show would be great in live action. I think it would be amazing to see one day. But if you're if you nearly spat out, there. <laughs> it's it's the first show back. I'm so excited, but um, yeah, it's um, look, Patreon. If you want to join the Patreon um community, it's one dollar. You get access to the movie chair vault of videos, bonus videos, bonus podcasts, and uh, audio commentaries, web comics, tons of content. The new piece of content every Monday coming on Patreon. Uh, it's there if you want a bit, of, a bit of like an extra slice of movie cheer. So, anyway, uh, that's it for the not so worthy blockbuster housekeeping for today's show. Let's get to the headline topic. The Movie Cheer, cheer Podcast, Podcast presents... presents the headline topic for the episode. Remember to spread a head, head, headline topic. Head, head, head. head. Fantastic. remember to spread movie cheer. So today's headline topic Tremors the nineteen ninety movie uh, released exactly on January nineteenth in the u s uh, in nineteen ninety stars Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon. I've got my notes here. Uh, Kevin Bacon uh, and Fred Ward. And yeah, this is a monster movie, and I want to discuss in, in today's headline topic whether this is a good 90s monster movie. Looking at it against other 90s monster movies, I'm going to get into that later on in this segment, in this uh, headline topic. But yeah, let's first of all, let's start off with a kind of a bit of a premise of this movie. So you've got Kevin Bacon starring in this, he plays the character of Val, and you have Fred Ward uh, in the role of Earl. And these are two buddies... And the two handymen, and basically these, they start off and it's in this desert town, this desert town called Perfection. And it's kind of like this valley. It reminds me of like uh, Breaking Bad. Do you know the scene in Breaking Bad where they got like the, the camper van and they're going in the desert? It's just like a pure desert town kind of like a westerny feel to this town. There's not much in there. There's like a shop that sells like tins of beans and Pepsi and that's it. And uh, it's just very derelict. And there's, you know, it's a small community of people, like a little small town, this town perfection on this big, like long road. You imagine it on like a, on the route, is it Route 66 in America where there'd be like just like a random little town. It'd probably be like the setting of like a, some sort of horror movie where it turns out, you know, they go to this town and then there's like a, some sort of like family there that are like just just destroying, you know, like kidnapping people and uh, doing really uh, bad things, like it, like I like think like hills of high sort of thing. But it's not like that. It's not like that. But anyway, I'm going off. I'm going off on a different route here. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So they start as these two handy men in this town, and basically they get to a point where they just they're like yeah, we we're going to do something different. We're gonna we're gonna pack up and leave. And they decide to pack up and leave the two, these two friends, Earl and Val. And these decides they decide to like, "You know, I like just pack up all the stuff in the in the car and start to leave this town." but it turns out then that they can't leave this town it the the roads get blocked and everything, and then it turns out that there is like these massive worms on the ground called well, they're not called tremors the, the, the tremors are like the they think it's like earthquakes at first, and then it turns out like these there's these monsters on the ground. And then it's a case of trying to survive and trying to kill off these monsters to, to survive. And the, you know the aim of the movie is for all for Val and Earl and the rest of the residents of this town of Perfection is to survive and to kill these 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 big worms underground, these these monsters. And that's that's just like the general premise of of the plot. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about um let's well let's get into this honest thoughts on this movie honest thought, what did i think look it is a, a very low budget movie um it's i think it was i've got the trivia well let's let's talk about some trivia first this movie had six sequels six direct to dvd sequels one of the guys who's in this first movie is in pretty much all of them i think fred ward is in the second one uh, but yeah that that's where it goes with that We've got. It was a ten million dollar budget. This movie, so it's a very low budget movie, even for a nineteen nineties movie. Very, very low budget movie. Uh, we it made sixteen point seven at the US box office. Don't think it got a U, UK release, as far as I'm aware. I may be incorrect. Maybe it had a later release, maybe a few years later. So it didn't really make a massive amount. But it feels like it is like its it has got like that cult status. This movie is it's it's, uh, it's got that cult status with with it with the with the fans of this movie now. Uh, the, the monsters in this movie, the worms, So I say they're like worms, they're kind of like worms come like giant snakes really. Uh, they call apparently they're known, this is according to Wikipedia, they're known as Grabites. So maybe later on in the franchise they're known as Grabites. But this uh, this franchise also has spawned TV shows as well, so it's really uh, spawned a lot of spin-offs. And as far as I'm aware, Kevin Bacon only starred in the first movie. Uh, to my knowledge, unless he had some sort of like cameo in a later one, maybe. Uh, but yeah, let's get to honest opinion of this movie. Honest opinion, then. Um, low budget? Does it work? Does it work as a low budget movie, a low budget monster movie? Uh, I, I think for I think it does. I think it works as a low budget monster movie. Um, you, you can you can tell it's low budget by I think the setting. You know they've obviously went for a, a desert town setting because they haven't got to worry about like, you know, tons of, like, uh, traffic and, you know, cutting off, like, sets and stuff like that. Uh, the town is very minimal. The settings, there's a lot of, like, the few camper vans and stuff like that. So you can see it's a very low budget. But I think it works for this movie. They kind of, like, use that to its strengths with, with like, the, you know, um there's parts of the story where they say, like, the the tremors that the monsters can't go to the mountains because if they hit hard rock, we see in this movie they kind of just knock themselves dead, and the the dead and that that's them out. So they kind of avoid that, and that they use that as like a, as a plot thread throughout this movie. It's like let's get to the mountains because they can't get to the mountains, and and I think it works with like the desert feel. You see them coming through the ground, and you see like the the dirt coming up in the like the desert feel, and they use the sort of like. That as um like a like a jaws effect, like a a slasher type effect of like this like you can see it coming through the ground and it's like, oh no, it's like the fear of it coming they they don't show the monster on them scenes in certain scenes and i I think it gives it uh, you know it builds up that anticip anticipation for the monster coming. I think it works like that, and I think the the set they use like I said it's a very limited set, you know, for instance, they're on st- top. In part of this movie, they go on top of the buildings to avoid the floors because if they start making noise on the floor, the monsters will come, the grabites will come through the floor and basically pull them on the ground and eat them. So they're staying on top of the sets, top of the roofs. But it works because they're kind of like looking down and then they use little, like, plots to, you know, like they're shooting the ground or the, you know, the buildings start, like, enclosing in and stuff like that. And they use that, them sort of, like, very low-budget sets to the you know the weaponry and it works with the film. I think personally, I think it works well. But yeah, I gotta say, really though, honestly, I I, I enjoy this movie. This was a first time watch for me. Um, I never watched Tremors before. It's one I've heard mentioned a lot of times over the years. Tremors a lot of times, and uh, yeah, never one I checked out. And I do like Kevin Bacon. I think he's he's good. Like I mean, big fan of Footloose. Footloose is a really good movie. Um, I can't say I've watched a ton of Kevin Bacon movies though. I, I probably, off the, top of my head, off the top of my head now, I can think of like Footloose and X Men First Class. And I'm sure there's got, what was that one? There's um, i I'm trying to think of that one with, is it Denise uh, Richards in? Cruel Summer or something like that, or Cruel Cruel Intentions or something like that. I remember he's in that as well. Um, that one I remember watching as well. But I, I don't think I've watched like a massive amount of Kevin Bacon movies, but this is a fun one. And, uh, I went into this not knowing anything about this. It kind of feels when you hear tremors. I always think it sounds like a one of them '90s movies, like a tornado. And I, I thought tremors, it's going to be like earthquakes or something. And I didn't realise until watching it, it's like it's monsters. It's these big worm creatures. Um, but yeah, I, I think it works well. I think they make good use of of the practical effects in this movie. You can see uh, it's it's got like um like a vibe of I wrote down in the notes. The the space slug from um, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back where the Millennium Falcon is in the in the cave and then like they realize that they're in, they're in a natural creature and then the space slug comes out of the out of that big hole when they're escaping the the grabites, the tremors they they remind me of that that space slug in in Empire and the 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 effects at times are are very basic like I, at first i thought so it comes up, you see at first like the smaller uh tremors first of all like and they look kind of like a bit like sock puppets <laughs> and I'm being honest it it, it kind of is it is low budget, and it wasn't until like a certain point when um when someone is getting pulled through the ground and um we see like this the big one rise like the the like the the big like tremor coming through the ground the big big rabbi, and then it looks a bit more uh fearsome it looks more like a real monster and it kind of gives you like oh right okay this this is uh something's going down now so uh, until that point it it does feel a bit like it's just like the playing with sock puppets monsters and they don't feel as like uh threatening i think it works better at first when they don't show monsters in these sort of movies kind of have that feel of like what's the what is it going to look like because i always think sometimes once you see the monster the fear factor goes down, doesn't it, a bit more? But um, yeah, I, I think it, it, it works when you see the big, the big, obviously the big rabbite in this. But I think the the little ones don't look as fearsome as as the big one. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think the practical practical effects have really done well in this movie. And honest opinion, I would really recommend this movie to people. It's not look, it's not. Um, that it's not going to win awards for best movie in the world, but it was a fun movie to watch. It was entertaining. It's a monster horror comedy, and it's definitely got all of those elements in there. It's got comedy for sure. Uh, it's a movie I kind of like liken it to like a like a Shaun of the Dead in a way. It's kind of got that sort of like more of that sort of like vibe of a comedy vibe. It's not like a a serious movie. There's not like any really serious moments in this. Um, it's like it's it's very very silly at times. You know, like the 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 plot threads and stuff like that and and it's pretty it's enjoyable it's entertaining and uh, i i really enjoyed it and i i think it, it really worked well i, I like the the ending as well where like kevin bacon's like he's got like i've got a plan i've got a plan and then his plan doesn't work he throws that, like this dynamite at this this big uh grabite and then basically <laughs> Then spoiler warning for the ending, and um, the the tremor just goes and just like misses him. He jumps out of the way and it goes off the cliff. And it's just you know very basic ending really, but it works, you know. And the what what cracks me up as well the splatters of blood when uh, when they like blow up one. It's just like it's like orange. There's one point it's like orange paint. It just looks like the fruit. Like all the cast members are on set, and someone chucks like these like orange sponges full of like orange paint just rolls a load at the cast and it just cracked me up the way it just it looked like really like seriously that that's that's what the blood is for um yeah that that's that that was good cool. let's let's have a look at the notes anyway let's see what else we're going to talk talk about with this favorite moments of this movie anyway uh i i think one of my favorite scenes in this movie for sure uh there's two cast members there's a couple who are kind of like the they kind of like remind me, like they're like inspired by Rambo. they like, and this is one of the guys who's in all of the other movies. Basically, he's got a mustache. The guy you'll know him if you watch the movie. Him and his his partner, uh, they're like obsessed with weapons. They have their own like gun shelter, and um, they're basically at one of the locations in this movie, uh, outside of the, outside of the town. And then Kevin Bacon's character of Val is radio radioing to them and saying, you know you know, they they go on the ground, these creatures, the big monsters, and, you know, if there's vibrations or any noise, they'll come, and the the tremors, the the grabites are coming towards that building, the of where they are, they're inside, and I I think they're kind of, like, not believing it, and they're, like, looking out the window, it's like, we, we can't see anything, we can't see anything, and then Kevin Bacon's like, yeah, they're coming underground, and then you see this big one just smash through the wall from underground, and they're in this... Reminds me a bit of like Commando in the in the gun shop where he's got like all the guns and it's basically this couple, they've got a wall of guns and then this this monster comes out, smashes through and then they just start shooting at it. And I thought oh, this is them, this is them out, they're out, good night. But they keep on shooting at it and you think you you're thinking they're gonna get killed there. No no no, they just keep on shooting and they just keep on grabbing guns off the walls and they just keep on grabbing just random weapons each just a different weapon each time just like and it's just so fun it's just a really fun scene and I, that is for me a uh, real a really good scene in the movie another scene i really found to be probably the most gruesome scene not like like really really gruesome but probably the most gruesome scene in this movie is when there's the the guy who owns a shop and this is like a major part of the Uh, A major location in this movie, this this shop, and they're all in there, and they're all like jumping on top of the shelves to get higher ground, and about to go onto the roof, and you see the shop owner just from underground, the the grabite just come up from the ground, this big one, and just has him in in its like in its mouth, and he's bleeding, and he's he's like he's he's like help me, help me, and it just like you see all the blood, and then it takes him underground. But I think for me. That is one of the most uh, like gruesome moments in the movie. It's like I said, it's not. I, I mean, compared to some movies, it's you know, it's really like a PG. But really, for this movie, I think it is probably the most um, important gruesome movie of uh, important gruesome moment of this movie. Uh, but where where did these um, these monsters come from? That's what I want to discuss. Where did they come from? What do I think? Well, look, the spin what six sequels. And a TV show. I'm sure at some point they've uh, discussed this and discussed like whether these are from space or whether they've been underground for hundreds of years. I think personally, it would work better as a plot thread if they were kind of like aliens because they do look alien. These these uh, these monsters they look kind of alien. I wouldn't say they look like earthly, even if they were like prehistoric. They don't look like something that would have been. Like in a Jurassic Park movie for me personally. I think uh, they definitely look like an alien creature. Uh, I'd be interested to know that. Let me know if, you, if you've if you watched the latest sequels. First of all, let me know if you've watched the, the, any of the sequels. And if any of the sequels are any good. And if you find out in any point in the future of Tremors, the franchise. Whether uh, they are aliens or they're underground or maybe something else. Uh, let me know for sure. Uh, but, I think the most important today is is this movie a good 90s monster movie? So let's see, 90s monster movies to compare it to. We have like Godzilla, we have Jurassic Park, Lake Placid, Anaconda. I'm looking at them sort of movies, them sort of uh, movies to go by. Look, top tier, we all know it, Jurassic Park. Uh, That is the top tier level. I think, is it on that level? No. It's not on that level. I, I think it would be wrong to say it's on that level because Jurassic Park had a much larger budget. It was a few years later. Uh, special effects, visual effects had improved uh, a lot. I mean, a lot was. I think a lot was created for that movie. That was just like a big jump, a big leap forward in filmmaking. But where does it compare, just story wise and monster wise? Uh, look, Godzilla. I I I never used to mind Godzilla, the original, the nineties one. I think it was ninety. Was it nineties or maybe it was ninety nine? I'm sure it was ninety nine. That movie. Um, I never used to mind that movie, and I know it gets like a little, like a lot of like. I feel like it gets a lot of negativity that movie now, uh, saying it's not like, it's not proper Godzilla. And I, I look, I'm not a big Godzilla fan, so I can't really really say. But I I, I thought that was a decent movie at the time. Again, is that was that a, on par with Jurassic Park? No, I think that was below Jurassic Park as well. Um. For me, I, I suppose Tremors kind of—I'd have to rewatch Godzilla, but I would say it would probably sit behind a Godzilla for me. Uh, I think the low budgetness of it kind of brings it down a few tiers, but I don't think it's a bad movie, and I do think it is a good '90s monster movie. I think it's the uh, the mon- its somewhat original. It, it, these these creatures are original, um, and I think it's a very different plot to like, and a very different. Set into them other the movies, you know, you got a movie set in the desert, a very limited town, um, and it's a very different location to so like a Jurassic Park that is in like a big, you know, a big Jurassic Park, a very uh, location that is uh, a lot of like a uh, jungle locations and this like safari park location, and whereas you've got a Godzilla, it's set in the city, so very different location a very different feel as well to both of those movies because it's got more comedy into it as well which works and it's got like yeah it's got like more like a like a horror like a vibe i suppose early on as well it's got like that horror vibe where it's got like i wouldn't say a pure slasher vibe but i think it's just got that like kind of like a jaws feel where it's like do um trying to do the jaws theme song there but yeah I think it is a really uh, a good '90s movie. I I think it's a really fun movie. It's entertaining. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought I had a few good laughs, and it's it's not too long. I think it's just the right amount of time for this sort of movie. I think it's like an hour and a half or something like that. Uh, For me, that is the right amount of time for a movie nowadays. I like to have a a I don't two hour movies now. It's got to be something special for me to do do a two hour movie. I don't know how you all feel, but. Let me know your thoughts on that, but yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's a good '90s movie, good '90s monster movie. Uh, I think the practical practical effects work. I think in later ones, this wouldn't work as much because they probably do more computer generated effects. But I think the practical effects just gives it a bit more, I don't know, uh, realness to it. You know, I always say that with like the the original Star Wars. There's something about practical effects, and even though the sock puppets, <laughs> the smaller ones do look a bit. Like, it looks like some out of my my, uh, sock drawer upstairs. Um, The bigger ones, the bigger tremors, the bigger grabites do look more monstrous. And I think it works. So, overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was very entertaining. A good Kevin Bacon movie. And, yeah, I enjoyed it. Definitely a good 90s movie. But let me know your thoughts, ladies and gents. But, anyway, that's the end of today's headline topic. Let's move on with the rest of the show covers take on other case covers can you handle it case call collision case call collision Case cover collision. Each and every week on the show, I choose different variants of a movie property case cover and put them up against each other and let them collide to see which one is the best. And today on Case Cover Collision, I will be looking at the more recent Halloween movie, Halloween Ends. That is right. And I'll be looking at the DVD and two special steelbook, uh, Zavi exclusive steelbooks, that's cor- correct, correct uh, today. So putting them all against each other to find out which one is the winner of Case Cover Collision. Uh, so first of all, let's start off with the very first one I'm going to discuss, and that is the Halloween Ends standard DVD case cover. This is also the standard for like the Blu-ray as well. Um, so we got the. I was going to say the. Well, let's let's first of all before I get into the cover. Halloween Ends. I will say I've not watched any of these uh, these new movies. And I, I, be honest, I've I've only watched. I think I've watched a few of the original ones, but. I'm not a big horror guy. Uh, I did think, you know, we're around Halloween time. Let's go, let's go and do a Halloween case cover. But yeah, I, I, I'm interested in watching these. I've seen, I think, I've seen bits of the new one. Maybe it was on TV. The first one of this new trilogy, and it looked pretty decent while I watched it. But um, yeah, it's one I'm definitely going to be interested in watching the trilogy. I'm going to try and watch them over Halloween. I probably said the same thing last year. <laughs> last year, and I didn't watch them then. Uh, but yeah, Halloween ends. Uh, so this has just come out more recently. I think it came out like a week or two ago, and it, I think it went to streaming, I'm pretty sure, straight away, um, maybe it had a limited release of cinemas, but let's let's get into the DVD uh, cover first of all, the case cover of this DVD. So first of all, we have Michael Myers, that's correct, I was going to say Jason then, people will be like, with pitchforks at me. Uh, We've got Michael on the front cover, his, his, his mask, and I mean, I think probably a lot of people know this now, it was a, wasn't it like a William Shatner? Mask, face mask, and they painted it for the first movie, and that's where it it came from. I'm looking at, it, I can't see William Shatner. <laughs> I can't see, I can't see Captain Kirk in this. But yeah, the, this front cover here. Let's discuss it. Uh, top of the cover, we have Halloween ends in this bold white text, very strong text. Nothing special, just very white, plain, but very bold. And then it's a very dark cover. We got like it's kind of has like this gradient, um, like um variant from black to the fire in the from one corner to another this variant of color it goes from black to a like an orangey red to a fire and you see like flames at the bottom like sparks of flames and then the big part of the cover is you see Michael's face, his his mask, and it's just him, a big close up shot of him look, looking at something like looking to the horizon, and it's kind of I suppose the fire is like Halloween ends. He is the, you know, he is the Halloween franchise. It's like will he, will it end? Will he get killed in the end? And I suppose this is what the color, uh, the colors work here for this movie. Uh, I like it. I think it is a. Look, it's a horror movie, so you've got to say, dark colours are meant for horror movies, so I think looking at a point of it, this being a horror movie, I think it works really well. I think, again, the horror mask looks scurry, and I think if you're looking down the horror aisle at HMV or wherever you shop for your movies, you see this, and maybe you've never seen the franchise before, you see this Halloween mask, you think, wow, that looks like a really scurry looking guy, it's like... I'm intrigued to see what this this look like looks like. Um, but it doesn't, doesn't do anything special, but I think it works for the fact that it, it gives you that... You know, you're looking at this, you're not thinking it's a Disney movie, it's a horror movie. I like the colours, it's plain, but it works for me, and I think the bold text of Halloween Ends uh, really works as well. If you're a fan of the franchise, or you know it straight away, it's a very noticeable text... Uh, I mean, noticeable text in the sense it, it's a bold font that it looks very clear to what this, what movie this is. Halloween ends, but yeah, I like the DVD cover. I think it works well. I think it works well with the mask as the front piece of this cover. Uh, now let's go to one of the. That one is not a Zavi exclusive. I must say that is just a standard. So we're going to go for now uh, one of the steel books. So this is the Halloween ends Zavi exclusive 4K Ultra. H- H- HD Steelbook includes the Blu-ray as well. Uh, so let's look at this one. You know, this one is very different, very different type of cover. This one will appeal to fans of the franchise, collectors of these of the DVD of the you know physical media copies of this franchise. I imagine. Uh, look, this is a really nice cover. You have got first of all Michael front, front, front and center again, and uh, he. Is a Whereas last time he was like side-on, this one he's looking straight at the camera with the mask on. And it's kind of like a cartoony look to this. It's kind of like it's like a hand-drawn uh, black and white look to it. And it's like all hand-drawn. The same text of Halloween ends, but this time it is central. It's in the center of this. And it's kind of like you see in the background. It kind of looks like, to me, what I'm looking at here, it looks like orangey. I don't know if it's maybe it's the way on my phone I'm looking at it, but it looks more orange than red. But it looks like it would be like blood stains, and there's like you see like stains of like black. Maybe the black the black is meant to signify um, like blood in this, and the orange is meant to signify like pumpkins for Halloween. Maybe that's so. Maybe it is orange, Um, but yeah, it's it's good. You know, you got the the knife there at the bottom. I love the hand drawn effect to this as well with Michael. I think it really looks kind of looks like a like a like a Vincent van Gogh painting, like a, something like that, in that sort of style, that the hand drawnness of this. I I really like this, I think it's a really stunning looking steelbook, and I really love the, the colours work really well. It's a very bright one as well, again, very got that pumpkin vibe to this, whereas the first one, the DVD cover was very dark, and very horror-like. This has definitely got a horror feel, but it's got a very more bright feel, and a bright appeal to this. Uh, I, I really like this, so compare it to the, First one, the DVD case cover, and this one, i got to be honest here, you know, most of the time, the steelbooks, you know, there's a lot more effort put into the artwork, and for me, this one, this steelbook definitely wins through so far. Uh, so that is the, uh, what's that again, the Zafi exclusive 4K Ultra HD steelbook, which includes the Blu-ray. Now, I'm going to go to the final case cover of today's show, and the final case cover I'm going to discuss is the, let's see, the Halloween Ends, another Xavier exclusive 4K Ultra HD alternative artwork steelbook, includes the, the Blu-ray, so it's basically the same one as you get with the other um steelbook, but it is an alternative cover this time round, and again this is, a, this kind of goes back to the first cover, very dark colours same again with the text very bold text of Halloween Ends central again, it's Ports to the right, is a bit in the middle, but it's it's a very different placement. It's it's different placement from the other Zavi exclusive bits to the right, but it is centre and uh, very large. Uh, we've got colours used here. We've got black, uh, and then it moves into like um like blues, dark blues in the middle. We've got Michael to the left here now, and again a very like hand drawn look again. It, he's in like a black and white colour here. And he's kind of a looking side on this time, rather than looking central. But it is very, you know, like you've got the knife that is pretty central again. And it, again, it looks like they're using different colors. Rather than using like blood red for blood, they're using different colors here. It's like whereas it looked like black in the other one, this one they're using like blue as the look of like blood in this, which is I I, I don't mind it. I don't think it. I don't think it looks bad. Uh, I think it looks like a very menacing. He looks probably the most menacing here out of these three covers the first one looks you know it looks like a horror you look at it, and you it, this is a horror character this one i'm looking at it, i'm thinking this guy. this guy looks menacing to me he looks menacing he looks scurry I mean, I wouldn't want to show this to a child. This case cover because it would probably be looking and thinking, "Wow, this this looks horrifying." Uh, I certainly wouldn't if I was a, if I was a child. Uh, when I was a child, uh, I was a child at one point. But yeah, I I don't mind this cover as well. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's good use of color. Very, you know, like I said, dark blacks to the dark blues, then to a a sm- like a lighter blue in the middle. The cartoony sort of like hand drawn look to, to Michael again. I think it works well. Bold text of Halloween, very strong uh, looking cover here. But which one is the winner of Case Cover Collision, the very first edition of Case Cover Collision? Well, I'm going to say the Zavi Halloween Ends, first Zavi exclusive 4K Ultra HD steelbook, the orange one, wins it for me. I think it is a beautiful looking cover. I love the colors. I think it would be one that would look great in the movie room. I think it's just a really nice-looking cover. Uh, although, the I, I, Steelbook is nice, and that would probably be my... I, you know what? I think the DVD would actually be my second choice, I'll be honest with you. i go for the... This one's my favourite, then DVD, and then the other Xavi exclusive, the alternative. Uh, this one is just spectacular. I love the colour of it. The oranges work really well. I think the look of him looking straight on, and then you've got a knife underneath. The, the, like, you've got the mask above the text and then you've got a knife below the text. I really like that. It's just a really nice um, placement of the images that are really good. But yeah, Halloween Ends, a Xavi exclusive uh, steelbook, wins on this week's edition of Case Cover Collision. Now, let's move on to the next segment of today's show. The Amazon Top 10 is approaching. Prepare yourself. 10 nine eight seven six five four three two one the amazon top ten has arrived The Amazon Top 10. Every week, I give you the Amazon Top 10 of bestsellers for uh, physical media for DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K on Amazon.co.uk. And let's go for the Amazon Top 10 this week. Let's see what is in there. First of all, we've got at number 10, No Time to Die, the latest James Bond movie on DVD. That is at number 10. At number 9, we have Fisherman's Friends 2, One and All on DVD. And number eight, we have Top Gun Maverick, the 4K. Great, great movie. And number eight. And number seven, we have Jurassic World Dominion on Blu ray. Uh, And number six, we have 4 Love and Thunder, the DVD. And number five, we're getting into Halloween territory now. We've got Terrifier box set, Terrifier 1 and Terrifier 2 on Blu ray. That's at number five. Uh, Top Gun Maverick takes the number four slot, and that is the Blu ray of Top Gun Maverick. At number three, we have Minions, The Rise of Groot on DVD. I don't know if that movie's out yet. I think that might be a pre-order on that one. Uh, or maybe it has just come out. Uh, that's at number three. And number two, we have the Elvis movie on DVD. Another really good movie. Really enjoy that one. And at number one, this one has been round the top slot for like the top spot for a while now. Where um, it might have been knocked off once or twice, but it's been coming back in two. Downton Abbey, a new era on DVD that movie is at number one on the Amazon top 10 for this week now let's move on to the final segment of today's show what's been on the screen what's been on the screen What's been on the screen? What's been on the screen every week? I discuss what I have been watching, and this week I've got a few different things to discuss. So, first of all, I'm going to start off with uh, She-Hulk. This finished up. Well, it was like a week. I think it was last week it finished. Now, Uh, I just want to talk about the series overall. She-Hulk. I got to be honest. I at first I didn't like this show. I I wasn't. I just. I I seen. uh, Well, first I saw the trailers. I was like, what type of show is this meant to be? Watched the first episode, and i got to be honest, I wasn't a big fan of it, really. I thought it was okay, but it was like... I, I couldn't really sort out what the show was, and it was, you know, it's a comedy show, definitely a comedy within the MCU, this She-Hulk character, uh, this uh, this attorney of law, and Jennifer Walters, and, it, you know, it's a comedy, but it, it felt like this, this is a show couple of episodes in I really got into it and I really thought it was really funny I liked all the side characters of like the Abomination uh, Wong in there and it was it was fun I really enjoyed it and overall I I think it was a it was a very different show and I think it really worked for uh, well maybe it worked for me I don't know what other people think of this show Uh, it worked for me because it was very different I thought it was just like it was a show worthy it was kind of like they were just riffing on it they were just doing what they wanted anything It's like nothing was off the table that fi- if uh, spoilers for the final episode, so spoilers final episode. Uh, she you know throughout the show she's breaking the fourth wall. She's talking to the audience, just doing little jokes and stuff. I love the ending where <laughs> she smashes through Disney Plus the window on Disney Plus like the home screen, and she goes into that Marvel as it assembles show, and she goes behind the scene, and then she meets like the the cast and crew of She Hulk when they're writing the show. And all like the writers, and then she's like, I want to speak to Kevin, and they're like all laughing there. And obviously, that's referring to Kevin Faggy, the head of like Marvel. And she goes to meet Kevin, she goes to the Marvel offices, and it turns out Ma- Kevin is this like robot, and it's just a, a you know, a big, big joke of it all. And it was just so like something I didn't expect, I didn't expect an ending like that. and at the time, I was watching that ending. I was thinking, this is just absolutely bizarre. But I'm honest, I really enjoyed it because it was just so. I was thinking, like younger me, if I was like, like if I was a kid watching that, would I get it? Do you know with the internet, like, would you understand who Kevin is, who's referencing and stuff like that? But adult me is just like, oh, this is just just really funny. It's really funny. It just it doesn't take itself too seriously at all. Like there's zero amount of like seriousness to this show. And she's like. She like called out the ending. She was like, "This this ending's been done in loads of Marvel stuff before." And she's like, "We want to rewrite the ending." She rewrites the ending of what the ending was gonna be. And um, I I thought it was really fun. I I really liked it. I hope they do another show, another season of this. And I I think she would work best best as like her own thing, kind of like Deadpool. I I think you know maybe the odd cameo. I don't see her being in the Avengers personally. This character unless they massively change the character you'd have to because i think that wouldn't work if you have like a serious avengers movie and if you have her in the breaking the fourth wall i think audiences would be like just like pitchforks on it but i i really enjoyed i thought i think it worked really well and uh, i really enjoyed the show overall i thought it was really good i just want to discuss as well werewolf by night and as well another marvel property mcu um Kind of one I would recommend watching around Halloween. So this is a short film by Michael Giacchino. A lot of people would know that name as he is the composer for a lot of the Marvel stuff, and he's a really brilliant composer, Michael Giacchino. But he stepped into the to the director's chair for this one. He also did the music as well. And this uh, this show is it's a black and white. It's a apparently it's think it's like a a comic book series, a comic book run in like the eighties maybe. I think or the seventies. Werewolf by Night, and it's very like a Hammer horror type feel. And it's all these monster hunters go to this house and they have to do this monster hunter competition, hunt down this monster. And we see this character of Jack Russell, one of these monster hunters, who is turns out he's a werewolf. He is wolf werewolf by night, and they're trying to find this monster uh, that is called Mamthing. And spoilers for this, you know, it turns out Jack Russell and Mamthing are best friends, and he, he's going there to actually to try and find his friend to help him break free. And I, I really enjoyed it. It was like like I said, it was black and white. It had that sort of like classic horror feel to it, which was really cool. The music, the vibe, the black and white worked really well. Uh, it did go to color at the ending. It like kind of went to real, real color then. Uh, but I liked it. I think the negatives from this, and I think I've, I've, I've saw a few people saying the same thing. It was very short. It was very short. It was like 40 minutes long, maybe. I think it would have, it would have been great to see more of this. And uh, what I watched though, I enjoyed it. It was, you know, it, it wasn't breaking any new boundaries, really. But it was also in the fact that we were getting horror in the MCU, so that was totally different, something we've never seen before. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was something different, a different vibe, and I'm looking looking forward to seeing more of these monsters. I would have loved to have seen a Blade cameo, though, in this. It would have been great to see, but we didn't get it. But overall, Werewolf by Night, if you've not watched it, check it out at Halloween. That's one I'm definitely going to be re-watching at Halloween as well. Uh, But anyway, that is it for today's show that's what i've been watching this week uh, if you enjoyed today's show please do give it a like and leave a comment and subscribe to the channel if you're watching on youtube if you're listening to this via a podcast app of your choice please do leave a five star review it really helps and let me know your thoughts on the movie tremors are you a fan of this movie let me let me know your thoughts on all of today's movie related topics ladies and gents uh, it's been a great show as always remember to spread a bit of movie cheer and as always i will see you next time.